Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, February 27th. Today is Mom Strong International Day here at the podcast. It's the day when I take you guys through the Bible study that we've been doing. For the entire month of February, we have focused on God's love, his incredible love, how the world has really stolen the 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 love that God has and kind of warped it and twisted it and regurgitated it and gave it back to us. And today we're gonna talk about how God love looks like in the middle of discipline. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So you guys, wow. Thank you so much for continuing to leave reviews for this podcast. I told you before that sometimes when we're in here recording, it can feel like we're just, you know, it's just me and the wall and the microphone. And it's just such a blessing to be able to hear from you, to hear that this podcast is affecting you and actually having an impact in your life. That's why we're doing this. That's why MomStrong International exists. We are really hoping that you will get off the bench and onto the battlefield. And moreover than that, that you will begin to prioritize the word of God in your life because you realize that you can't pass on what you don't possess. And so as we study through through this idea of love and how God has seen it and how God has seen fit to show us his love in sending Jesus, we're going to continue to point you back to the word of God so that you can find yourself in a place where you can pass on the legacy of knowing and studying the word of God to your children and to a generation that is in desperate need of having someone say, hey, this is the way. Walk in it. Follow me as I follow Christ. It's so important for us to be able to do that. I thought it'd be fun. I like to uh, at least read one of your reviews and they are left all the time now. We just so appreciate it. But I love this last one that was sent uh, recently. This is from Jackie. She said, stop what you're doing immediately and subscribe to this podcast. So Jackie, Thanks for that. She said, a few months ago, I stumbled upon the Heidi St. John podcast and have been continually blessed by it ever since. As a mom to four children, ages three to 18, I find every episode touches on a need that I have as a mom. Heidi is sound in her biblical teaching and advice, and she speaks directly to hot button topics that every postmodern mother needs. While working in the evening and mentoring an older teen from my church, we listen together and often continue to discuss the topic as our shift presses on. We have grown to love quoting Heidi's go-to phrases, off the bench, right? And I have since purchased her book, Becoming Mom Strong. So thank you so much, Jackie, for leaving that review. You guys can leave reviews at the podcast by simply clicking on the gear shift next to my name. You can either leave a rating or write a review, either one of them, incredibly helpful. Thank you so much for doing that. All right, so we are in the last week of our study on uh, love, God's unconditional, unsurpassable, 
uh, love that he has for us. It's a love for the ages. And that I hope that you guys have loved it. And I hope that it is blessing and encouraging you. If you're not taking advantage of the Kids Strong section of the Mom Strong International Bible Study, I want to encourage you to do that. Also, you guys... You can become a leader. Did you know that? You can become a leader with MomStrong International. If you go to MomStrongInternational.com, just click on the leadership link, and we will have you fill out an application there to become a leader, and then you can host your own uh, MomStrong International study group in your house. You can do it at your church. You can get a church license if you're a women's ministry leader. Uh, It really is our hope to see women in the Word of God every day so that they are able to grow and mature in the Word of God. That really should be our goal, right? We want to prioritize the study of God's Word so that we can learn it, we want to live it, and we want to lead with what we're learning from the Word. So let's press in a little bit for a few minutes. I'm going to talk for just uh, just the last section of the Bible study, right before we got to Kid Strong. So every week when I do this, I'm just picking out a little bit of the Bible study. You can get the whole thing at MomStrongInternational.com. But I want to bring this, this, this topic of love into a little bit closer focus for the next few minutes, because I want to look how God's undeniable, tender, precious love for us also includes discipline. If we don't understand how God's love for us includes discipline, it's very hard for us, I think, as mothers and even as fathers to discipline our own kids. The Bible says that God disciplines those he loves. And if you've ever been, like me, under the discipline of the Lord or God's teaching you something, it's not always easy, is it? It isn't. The prophet Jeremiah spoke to the Israelites about the kind of love that God had for his chosen people. And at first read, it's comforting, right? Because we know that God loves us with an everlasting, never-ending, unfailing love. And that never-ending, unfailing, everlasting love is extended to us in spite of ourselves, right? God's love for you is not conditional. It's unconditional. He loves you. The Bible says in John 3, 16, probably the most quoted verse in all of scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's God's heart for you. It's his heart that none of us should perish. God loves you. His love is unfailing. And it sounds really great, even if we didn't study anymore. But when we dig deeper, it becomes obvious that this love has an even greater depth and it contains powerful truths that we can lean into and grow from. You see, God's love is not everlasting in his tenderness alone. His love is everlasting in his commitment to bring up all the yuck in our lives and address it. I'm gonna let that sit. Moment of silence. Anybody? Anybody struggling? If you're like me, if you got uh if you're walking this earth, chances are pretty good you're struggling, right? And we can understand the struggle as a parent, can't we? God corrects us because he's our heavenly father, and he holds us on a short leash because his love for us is fierce and deep. That's why we love and discipline our children. That's why we correct our children. There have been many times that uh, over the years that Jay and I have corrected our children, and we may say something to them like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that's not actually happening again. I'm kind of famous in our house for saying, you know, if you do that one more time, things will not go well for you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. (laughs) That'd be my house, right? We want our children to grow up, to walk in righteousness, and to find the joy and the peace that God has for them. 
So we're going to start today in Jeremiah chapter 31. So if, you, if you've got your Bible, open it up to Jeremiah 31. I love the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. Nothing that he said went over well. Right, he had kind of a he had kind of a, a bum job. God gave him the job of trying to wake Israel up, and there are many of us uh, that are out there speaking and teaching, like myself right now. That sometimes we feel like the prophet Jeremiah, sort of like nobody wants to hear what we got to say. I'm like, hey guys, that actually isn't going to work for you. God, God, God said no, don't do that. Self control. What are you watching on Netflix? Why are you having too much wine with your dinner? Why are you treating your wife that way? Wife, why have you forgotten that God said that your husband is the head of your home? They're kind of crowd-shrinking messages in the culture right now because the church has embraced a postmodern Christianity whereby we pick the parts of the Bible that we want and we discard the rest. And so anybody that dares to stand up and say, no, this is what the Bible actually says, which really is the cry of my heart to say, come back to the word of God. Know it, walk in it, live it. This is God's heart for you. And it's kind of a bum job. And this is the job that God assigned to the prophet Jeremiah. So in Jeremiah uh, chapter 31, verse 3, we're going to read a little bit about the kind of love that God says he has for his people. So Jeremiah, over and over again, he would say to them, this is who God is. This is what he wants you to do. And then they would not do what God wanted them to do. So he'd go, this is who God is. This is what God wants you to do. And then the addendum always was. And now that you didn't do what God wanted you to do, even Though you know that he loves you, this is what's going to happen now. So in verse three, he says, the Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with loving kindness. So what kind of love does Jeremiah say that God has for his people? He says, it's everlasting. He says he's drawn us to himself. How did he do that? With his kindness. The Bible says it's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Has it ever worked this way with your own children? Sometimes these are hard lessons for us to learn, even as mothers, but we need to learn it. I want to go back a little bit farther now for just a minute to Jeremiah chapter 16. I'm going to start in verse 9. For this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, Before your eyes and in your days, I will bring to an end the sounds of joy and gladness and to the voices of bride and bridegroom in this place. Now Jeremiah is getting into the part where no everyone's like, wah, wah. nobody wants to listen to that guy, right? He's basically saying, listen, disaster is going to come to you. I've been telling you over and over again, the Lord loves you. Come back to me, come back to me. And then he says, well, all right. So in lieu of that, this is what's going to happen. Verse 10, when you tell these people all this and they ask you, why has the Lord decreed such a great disaster against us? What wrong have we done? What sin have we committed to the Lord your God? Then say to them, it is because your fathers forsook me, declares the Lord, and followed other gods and served and worshiped them. They forsook me and did not keep my law. But you have behaved even more wickedly than your fathers. See how each of you is following the stubbornness of his evil heart instead of obeying me? So I will throw you out of this land into a land neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you will serve other gods day and night, for I will show you no favor. There's a crowd shrinker. In verse 9, God says, I'm going to remove joy from you. You're not going to hear the sounds of bride and bridegroom anymore. Things are going to get pretty hard. 
And in verse 10, the people's response is to say, why? Have your kids ever done that? Have you ever disciplined your kids? And like, they know what they did wrong and you know what they did wrong, but they look at you incredulously and they make you say it anyway. Why? Why are you doing that, mom? Why did I just lose my device? Why did I just get grounded when they actually know what they did wrong? So here, the Israelites are like, what? why you gotta be that way? And God calls them out in verse 12. And he basically says, the reason why this is happening is because of your disobedience. You see, God's love is unconditional. It's also holy and just. In verse 13 of Jeremiah chapter 16, it says, so this is, this is the end, the, like I just read, read it to you from the ESV. I want you to hear it in the NASB. This is what he's saying is gonna happen because of their disobedience. So I will hurl you out of this land into the land which you have not known, neither you nor your fathers, and there you will serve other gods day and night, for I will grant you no favor. God's basically saying, I'm going to give you what you want. And unfortunately, sometimes we have to give our kids what, what they want, right? One of the things that, that Jay and I have always tried to do over you know, nearly 30 years of parenting is to say, all right, if, that's, if our kids are going to make a giant mistake, I'd really rather they make it at home so that we can correct it and discipline and walk through it. Because why? Because we love our children. God's saying, I'm going to give you what you want, and you're going to find out what it's like to serve other gods day and night. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to help you, is what he's saying. Okay, so God loves us with an everlasting love. He draws us to himself with permanent, eternal, loving kindness. This is the kind of kindness that we love our own children with. Yet God is very committed to righteousness. I want to encourage you as you're listening to this, don't gloss over the significance of God's interaction with the Israelites. His approach is very practical. And there is tons that we can learn as parents by watching how God interacted with his people, the Israelites. You see, we want to love our kids expansively, right? We want to shout for joy. We want to uh, just love on them. But we also want to build the strength of that goodness right into our life's training. You see, you see, God's delight does not translate into allowing selfish indulgence. God is like, mm, no, not doing it. So let's let's put that into practice with our children. So uh, I'm going to end today by just reading Jeremiah 16. So I just read it for you, Jeremiah 16, verses 9 to 13. And let's just for fun, let's read it as if it were spoken by a teenager. So maybe yours, maybe mine. All right. So here's mom, right? You've stepped outside the boundaries. So I'm removing the privileges that bring you joy and gladness. That's right. Leave your phone here on the table. Nope. I'm sorry. You can't have your friend over this afternoon or try your new makeup either. You'll be spending the weekend at home. So go ahead and cancel your plans. Ever had that conversation with your kids? I have. Did it make you popular? that'd be a no. So now your teen's going to do what the Israelites did. What? What have I done that's so wrong? You can't seriously think it's that bad. I know lots of kids who do way worse things than me. This is unfair. Why is this happening to me? Now, this is about the point where as a mother, I start to just go, okay, we're done here. Because you both, you and I both know. uh, In fact, this is funny. A long time ago, Someone said to me, if two people are in a room and one person passes gas, you both know who did it. 
So if your kid, so this is kind of like what's happening with the mom and her child, right? Like he knows what he did wrong, but he's going to push you to your limit anyway. So here's what your response could be, right? We could say the culture is setting a bad example around you all the time. And here's what I'm observing. Just like the Israelites, you've adopted similar patterns to the world. It's not okay to fill in the blank, whatever it is, right? You jumped right on the culture train. You're walking by stubbornness in your heart. That's what got the Israelites into trouble, right? In verse 12, he said, you you disobeyed me. See how your stubbornness has resulted in disobedience. So listen, son or daughter, you're not willing to listen to us on this issue, and you're not willing to hear what God has to say about it. And when you behave with honor, you are treated with honor. And when you behave with dishonor, you're treated with dishonor. And so, since you're not yielding, I am removing favor from you. That's your job, mom. That's your job, dad. God says, you're my daughter. Mom, he's saying this to you. You're my girl. I created you, intricately weaving you together in your mother's womb. I knew the day that you'd come to understand your sin and our separation I knew that you'd choose salvation through my son. I've got good works. They're all lined up, just ready for you to step into them. I got promise after promise after promise for you to enjoy. So step close to me, climb in my lap, and let's read the story of our life together. You see, when we step into the arms of God, we can carry ourselves with the same confidence that our Proverbs 31 sister carried herself with. We can walk in the blessing that strength and dignity are her clothing. She smiles at the future. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. May this be the working out of loving ourselves in the same way that our creator does. It's a powerful thing, men and women, to learn to love like God loves us. And he says that's available to us through the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. It's available to you right now. Let's close this in prayer. Father, I thank you for the opportunity that you give us to know your heart better. Lord, thank you that we can clearly see your heart through the way that you discipline us. Father, I pray that as we discipline our own children, that we would be sensitive to the working that you're doing right now in our own hearts. Lord, help us to be sensitive to the still, small voice of your Holy Spirit, to the prompting that says, no, no, that's not for you. Father, I pray that you'd help us to live a set-apart life, to learn to get off the bench and onto the battlefield. I pray that you'd give us a boldness that speaks your truth in love to the culture. And Father, I pray that everywhere we go, our lives might be a fragrance that's pleasing to you that we would turn our attention and our glory back where it belongs to you, the Lord of Heaven's armies. Thank you for what you're doing, Father, at MomStrong International. And I pray your blessing on each one of these amazing mothers as she raises her child to love and serve the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who are interested in the ministry at MomStrong International, it's just $2 a week, and you will receive for that about a 
30 to 40 page Bible study to download and study with your neighbors, with your daughters, with your friends, with your sons. Uh, It's an incredible opportunity. There is copy work over there. The scripture writing, as always, is free. I want to just encourage you toward a place of just saying, Lord, I'm going to give you my entire life. A couple things before I leave. I am going to be in Florida in just a couple of days for the Heidi St. John Conference. This year's theme is Miracle Worker, the life-changing power of following Jesus. And we're going to be talking this week about what it means to actually walk with the Lord and find not only hope and healing, but victory as you parent your kids and live a biblical life in an unbiblical culture. So join me this weekend for Florida, uh, the Florida Heidi St. John Conference at Ardella Baptist Church in Lakeland, Florida. You can get tickets right now at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I will see you back here at the podcast on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at TheBusyMom.com.